0: Everybody, welcome to this is the NWA, the NWA Weekly Podcast. This is a podcast celebrating the history, tradition, the legacy of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time, the National Wrestling Alliance. As always, I am your host, Gary Horn, and uh, it's been a while. I know. I was looking back through my notes, and uh, I was thinking it had been like a week, but. I have failed you. I guess it's been a couple because the uh, WWE Money in the Bank pay-per-view has already come and gone. One thing I was going to mention is if you had seen a Raw before Money in the Bank, if you managed to sit through all of Raw. (laughs) All right, that's the only jab I'm going to make, hopefully. They referenced an NWA title match. It was AJ Styles and Seth Rollins in a segment, and uh, they brought up it back at NWA No Limits in 2006, those two faced each other for the very first time. Pretty crazy. I put the link up on Twitter, and uh, hopefully you saw it there. Uh, the WWE, I think, posted a little bit about it, but uh, it made its rounds. It was a pretty cool match. It was neat to see at least some of the highlights, and those guys had a actually an excellent match at Money in the Bank. If you saw that, I just happened to see the highlights of it. from Everything I've seen and everything I've heard, it was Really great, which is nice to see coming from WWE. Uh, On top of that, now you're hearing this and the AEW Double or Nothing show has come and gone. Uh, A lot lot has changed since i got to be better about this. Luckily for me, the thing is that I'm doing today, uh, if you've missed me, and I hope you have, and I hope you're free to still listen to us and, and give me another shot. Today, I am dropping three, three whole shows. Uh, so lots of content coming to you today, and I hope to be back on a regular schedule. The holiday got me kind of screwed up, and a couple of things with the regular job. Also have another podcast, uh, that's at Psychotronic Pod on Instagram and Twitter. It's the Psychotronic Film Society podcast. If you like horror, sci-fi, action films, uh, that's all we do over there. We talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, we have a weekly show there as well, uh, movie news, that sort of thing. Uh, we'd love it. If you, if you came over and, and checked that out, uh, again, it's Psychotronic Film Society at Psychotronic Pod. This week, uh, the movie feature we're talking about is Jennifer's Body, uh, which is a great little horror movie if you've never seen it. Uh, we had a special guest, Madeline Hoptree. She's wonderful. Hope to have her on the NWA podcast soon at Princess Sparkle Pants on Instagram if you want to check her out. But anyway, that's enough plugging uh, my other podcast, but but that was part of the reason that I was a little late with everything coming out. Um, we've been doing like an all women week month over there. So if you like the ladies and you like movies directed by ladies and written by ladies, then uh, you should check out uh, this month on the Psychotronic Film Society. Uh, since I feel like I'm doing plugs, I'll just go ahead and say too, this podcast is also brought to you by the superstar body book. Again, can't say enough about Nick Aldis, our world heavyweight champion and his superstar body book. It's a fitness book, kind of a reference material for exercising fitness, that sort of thing. It covers dietary stuff, it covers actual weightlifting and those kinds of things. So it's just like exercising diet, everything you can need to know about actual fitness. I mean, if you think it's about wrestling, it's not, although there are some references to wrestling in it. And if you think it's like a bodybuilder's guide to anything, it's not. It's actually almost just like if somebody had made a book called Fitness for Dummies, that's what this book is. I mean, he, he, he does a really great job of explaining in detail what exercise this target, what, what kind of diets you do for this kind of thing. It gives you all the tips you need to set up and make your own workout plan it's it's a really really beneficial book i've read it through a few times now i am currently on my own weight loss and fitness journey and uh, i can't recommend it enough that's the superstar body book by nick aldis you can go to the superstarbodybook.com and order your copy there which he will autograph Actually, I've got one here that I'm thinking about doing a giveaway for if anybody's interested. So we might check into that here pretty soon. All right, so so anyway, on to the show. I already mentioned the AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins thing. Uh, latest updates, I mean, since the Crockett Cup's coming and gone, things have kind of died down a little bit for the NWA as far as a ton of news. We do already know that Nick Aldis is going to be defending that World Heavyweight Championship in Carrow Road, Frightmare in the UK. That is this Sunday. Um, He's going to be at a show that's packed full of people. Uh, Billy Gunn, Bob Hardcore Holly. Looks like McFoley's going to be there. Looks like quite the card. Should be a lot of fun for the people in the UK. Can't wait to see that one happen. All right. So moving on. At Ring of Honor, um, recently we just had the NWA Women's Championship and the national championship, defended in a pretty interesting situation. Allison Kay fought Marty Bell. We talked about that a little bit on the last weekly show. Allison Kay ended up defeating Marty Bell in a Really solid match, Marty Bell, a beautiful Afro Latina woman. Uh, she's uh, Dominican. She had a great little promo ahead of time talking about wanting to win for her country. Like I said, it was a legit great match. Allison ended up finishing Marty with the Big D, which is just a rough looking discus lariat that she uses. I am gonna go on record and say that I am digging Allison K as the NWA Women's Champion. She has a lot of personality and is. Just fiery as hell on Twitter and everywhere else. Uh, If you have not been following her on Twitter, you got to check her out. She has been in a war of the words, I guess you would say, against Medusa. And uh, so ever since Crockett Cup, you saw a little bit of interaction there. These two have been um, going back and forth and saying some (laughs) <laughs> saying some stuff to each other that I don't even know that it's okay for me to talk about. Just talking about putting the figure four on body parts that you normally wouldn't hear uh, the figure four getting put on. I don't know. Just just go check out Allison Kay. uh She's at Sienna, I think, on Twitter. So uh, definitely check her out. So Cole Cabana had a matchup against uh, the Cowboy James Storm, uh, defending that national title. Been looking forward to this one. This one actually ended up in a draw The Briscoes ended up jumping in on this one. The Briscoes, as you know from Crockett Cup, kind of felt screwed over by the NWA, and they end up attacking Colt in the middle of this match, and they declare that they're seeking revenge against the NWA after they got screwed At the Crockett Cup. Uh, While they're in there, I mean, James Storm ends up walking out, and the Briscoes call out Nick Aldis, and uh, Nick Aldis is on commentary. He had been there for the Allison K match and for this uh, national title match. Nick Aldis, uh, not one to just be disrespected, gets up and heads to the ring, yet puts up quite a fight against the Briscoes. Unfortunately for him, uh, the numbers game... Just a little too much for Nick. The Briscoes proceed to wail on Colt Cabana and our champion, Nick Aldis. I'm getting the picture that something's going to be happening down the road. Now, when I say that, what we do know is happening is Colt Cabana is going to be defending that national championship on June 1st against Mark Briscoe at Ring of Honor State of the Art in Kent, Washington. That one's going to be good. I can't wait to see what happens. Hopefully, uh, Jay doesn't get involved, could see a national championship. Another announcement as far as uh, upcoming events to look forward to. In Toronto, the Summer Supercard was announced for August 9th. That event, not unlike the Crockett Cups, is going to include the Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, CMLL, and the NWA. No matches that I could find have been announced for that one, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. Hopefully, uh, that will be... Available for us to watch. Uh, if nothing else, maybe on Honor Club or something like that. Um, if you haven't been keeping up with the NWA YouTube channel, lots of good information there. You can get that Allison Kay and Marty Bell matchup I mentioned. You can see uh, some stuff with the Rock and Roll Express and the Friscoes. As always, the last NWA 10 pounds of gold, aptly named. This is the NWA. I see you, NWA. Those guys put out some great content there. You got to check it out. But the most recent thing they did was on Memorial Day, May 24th, the NWA posted video showing a legendary title defense. Harley Race, the defending champ, and he was defending that title against Terry Funk. Now, there's not a lot of setup given for this match. They just kind of show you the match. It's a good 40-minute video. It's a Excellent match. What I can tell you about this match is it's from July 1st, 1977. Cool to see this match for me, actually, because uh, for at Psychotronic Pod, uh, Psychotronic Film Society, the podcast I mentioned earlier, uh, I actually just got through watching Roadhouse for an upcoming episode, and Terry Funk is in that movie, in case you didn't know. But here he is in this, fighting for the championship. Now, I believe back in February of that year, Terry Funk had lost the 10 pounds of gold to Harley Race. So this was kind of a return match happening in July. Basically, like most NWA title matches, this was a two out of three falls match. And like I said, I mean, you you don't really um, get much of the setup from the NWA on YouTube. They were just trying to post some content, I think. So I'll tell you what I can about it. Uh, Just some interesting facts I was going through while I was looking through this too. Did you know that Cody Rhodes and Dusty Rhodes are the only father and son combo that have ever held the NWA championship? I came across that because Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr. are the only brothers that have held the NWA championship. Okay, so that aside, I just want to give a quick review of this matchup. If you haven't had a chance to sit out and watch it, you really should. It's one of the classics. I mean, this was a movie that I think for a while was lost to time. The NWA streaming service that apparently existed several years ago finally did find this and release it but uh, a lot of people consider this one of the great title defenses, so it's definitely worth checking out. Now, the first thing you're gonna notice when you see Terry and Harley face off against each other is these two are hosses. I have never seen Terry Funk look as good as he does right here, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I just mean Terry in this one is really big. He is looking buff and just fierce like I, I, I don't know like Harley Race has always had that real manly build that like just brick house build like just tough as nails look Terry Funks had several different looks in his career you know just kind of the way he's built up and here he's just built just real thick and like he is just a powerhouse, if that makes any sense. Considering the different styles and the different uh, ways I've seen him wrestle, it was just interesting to see him go for this power aspect. I don't think that it's a way I've really seen him work before. The Terry Funk from my generation has this very distinct reputation. In fact, I think the earliest thing that I can remember seeing Terry in pre-me researching stuff, was him pile-driving Ric Flair through a table. And let's face it, that was just in flashback stuff. I knew Terry Funk as the hardcore legend. But this, this is Terry Funk as a badass wrestling babyface. So before all of that stuff, with the long stringy hair and the goatee, this is Terry Funk just looking like a tough guy, awesome wrestler. And that's and that's really what's kind of cool about this match. When you watch it, you sit down and check it out. It's a lot of jockeying back and forth, a lot of mat wrestling. This is something I think has been lost a lot in modern wrestling. That, based on what I've seen from Crockett Cup and and the AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view that just happened, it might be on the way back. I mean, maybe not completely in the same way that it was back in 1977, but I do think that people want to see wrestling and they like the stories being told. And that's it with this one. I mean, this is a classic match. Like I said, two out of three false, but it's very scientific. And there's a lot of psychology involved. You can see that these are two guys who consider themselves really, really good wrestlers. And they want to have a match. They think they can outmaneuver each other. They're going for it for a little while. You finally see Harley Race get a little frustrated at one point. He goes right after Funk and he gets caught with a power slam. And so it's just showing you you have to keep your cool. And it's kind of at that point, actually, that you kind of see a shift in the match, and that's what I'm talking about with the psychology. Harley ends up wrestling Funk a lot, and he ends up strapping on that abdominal stretch for the first fall. Terry does go ahead and give up. He just can't get out of it, so you might even guess that he's going on ahead, and he's given up that first fall. So in that second fall, Terry Funk starts getting the best of Harley Race, and then you get that one moment that Terry goes for some kind of slam or pin, And Harley slips out, runs at Terry, but then Terry like scoops him up into a pile driver, drops him and gets that second pin pretty quickly after the first one. So these guys are dead even. Now, the third fall is where the match really picks up and that's just kind of the story with this too, right? Like it starts off just like calm and going at it, but it just amps up and amps up and amps up. But you can tell that Terry has Harley really frustrated in this matchup and Terry starts working that leg like he's he's kind of touched on it he had worked the arm prior in the match so Terry's definitely going for that submission uh, he looks like he knows it's target the limbs kind of wear this guy down Harley's starting to get aggravated but Terry sees an opening with that leg and starts uh, favoring I think his leg in one moment he's up against the ropes and Harley comes in and Terry scoops him up into the spinning toehold hold. And Terry essentially doesn't let go of that hold. I mean, he keeps going for it over and over again toehold, toehold, toehold. He is going to just nail that in until he has beaten this man. He is going to make him submit to that spinning toehold. The only thing is, is that Harley Race and his aggravation is also finding a way to get back at Terry and keeps punching him right in the face every time he bends over to do this, which of course causes a cut and uh, Terry starts bleeding so now you've got terry trying to lock in this toehold harley keeps trying to wail on that cut in the face it's like kind of a last ditch attempt to do something both men are just being stubborn and going for the same thing over and over again until finally the blood loss from what i can tell kind of gets to terry and he ends up Taking a swing, it looked like at the ref at one point. The ref kind of gets this uh, opinion, unfortunately, that that Terry may be out of it, and he goes ahead and calls for the bell. I don't know actually, just from the video, if they really registered as a draw or if like they awarded that fall to Harley. I think it was just more of a draw, like just having to cancel this one out. And of course, that's going to keep the belt with Harley Race. And so the best part of it all is is I. I mean, you want to talk about fans being into a match? Look at the people in this matchup. They are pissed when this goes down. There are people. There's guys like in the crowd that are just so upset. That this is the outcome. They've been waiting to see Terry take this title back. And unfortunately, it's just not going to happen on this night. And that is just some amazing classic wrestling footage to watch. Just how into it these people are and just seeing how disappointed they get when things don't go as planned. Alright, so that's my review of that matchup I hope to get back on schedule Like I said, thank you so much To everybody that's listening We got a message in from BJ BJ, if you're listening, thank you so much for listening He sent in a suggestion that we should go more into history And and talk about some of that stuff I totally agree, BJ And we're going to continue talking about historical stuff The NWA made it easy this time around Because they gave us a historical match To check out And I got to talk a little bit about that one And give you uh, a little bit more uh, detail on it than what they were able to provide right away. Thank you so much again for listening. We hope to get back on schedule. Check out this week. We've got this episode of the NWA Weekly, and also the NWA YouTube Rewatch is back with two. Full episodes. Talk to a gentleman named Miles Griffin for uh, the YouTube Rewatch Part 4. We split that into two parts because Miles and I got so in-depth and in talking about things. But carrying on through uh, a lot more drama with the Nick Aldis, Josephus, Tim Storm stuff crimson gets involved you kind of get a a feel for some more characters and some more storyline there in the nwa if you haven't done it now's as good a time as any to catch back up go back and watch some of the previous nwa youtube uh we'd love for you to listen and uh, communicate with us about that and i'll see you guys here next week when i talk more about the nwa